We have an all 7A West state finals, Bentonville and Fayetteville, part two at noon Saturday at War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock. Greenwood and Shiloh Christian also headed for, to the Rock for state championship games. Elkins, Boonville, Mansfield also continue on. We've got all the details next on Prep Rally. You're listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. Now here's your host, Graham Thomas. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. I'm Graham Thomas with Rick Fires here at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette Studios. We've got Leland Barclay joining us, as always, from the River Valley. And guys, it's state finals week for several of the classifications. you got eight-man, class 2A, class 5A, 6A, and 7A all happening this weekend in Little Rock. And, uh, you know, for our purposes here with Northwest Arkansas and River Valley, We've got local teams in 5A, 6A, and 7A. So let's let's dive into how these teams got there. And we will start with uh, the big showdown up in, in Fayetteville this last weekend where Conway played at Fayetteville. And Rick, you know, you and I were there for this one, and what a what a game it was, man. You know what? And here's the thing you love about it. And and Leland said this uh six months ago when we started. Nobody wins and gets to the state finals without defense. And my goodness, Fayetteville defense has really come on. I did a kind of column on it, and I know you um, uh, wrote about it, let it uh, as well. The Fayetteville defense has really come on. Um, and early on in Fayetteville, the offense, and Drake Lindsey throwing four or five touchdown passes a game, they did not have outstanding numbers in that game. The defense uh, really rose up, and special teams, you know, coaches uh, – this time of year, you really want to make sure your special teams um, come for in favor with that field goal. Um, how you say his last Cockle. Time? Yeah. Man, with that uh, field goal, uh, the eventual game-winning field goal, about, what, five and a half minutes left. So, Fable's really playing well in all three stages of the game. You know, and, you know, we, we got to talk about this, Rick, because I, I just didn't know what to make of it at the time. But I, you know, my, my lack of – of football knowledge of the rules kind of comes again, comes back to bite me. But I had no idea that after you catch a fair catch, that you have the opportunity to do a free, free kick, kick unrushed. And, and Conway nearly lined one up for, to try and tie the game with 40 seconds left. Uh, they got a delay a game penalty, which still kind of, I think blows my mind, blows Buck James' mind. Well, luckily did. they did get that because the kid missed it. He had a free kick. Uh, that's very, very rare. I've heard it. I've maybe seen it once or twice. Uh, they get a free kick. What was it from like the 40, 45 yards? Yeah, well, it was about the 35-yard th- the line because, you know, you're not having to snap it back to your holder. You're yeah. just kicking it from right there. It, you know, and so uh, – He you know, missed it. It faded right. And but but they uh, call for uh, illegal procedure then because that saving they would have missed it right there. So yeah, and so they got never played. And so he missed that free kick, and they yep. and, and, and then then Conway had four incomplete passes as Fayetteville won the ball game. Yep. Um, you know, just a really outstanding ball game, and Fayetteville advances on to the Rock for the you know they were there in 2021, so now they're back. And uh, guess who else is back? The Bentonville Tigers Bentonville. are back. In the state championship game, and we got to give credit to Leland. You know, Absolutely. Leland, you you called he this called one it. several weeks ago, and you stuck by it. And now look at you. How do you like me now? You know, that's kind of, um, but uh, you know, you called the the, the all west seven a the seven a west championship matchup, and that's what we're going to have. 
Well, I think it comes down to a lot of things. You know, Fayetteville is very good, first of all. Bentonville is very good. Uh, you know, the West is, um, you know, they've kind of taken it on the chin the last few years. I'm tired. I'm sure they're tired of hearing about it, like the Central was for 12 years. Yep. But I think a lot of it has to do with two. Two senior veteran quarterbacks, Drake Lindsey leading his team, and then Carter Nye leading his team. Um you know, and then both teams are very good defensively. And like Rick said, they both have, uh, you know, good kicking games. I just, I thought uh, everything lined up that it would, uh, that it could come down to that again. So, you know, Bentonville and Bryant were tied at 21. And then Bentonville just, you know, dominated the second half and, and won that game going away at Bryant. I mean, you know, forget about just winning at Bryant. They won going away. I mean, it wasn't. There wasn't even a question of whether they were going to win. Probably in the fourth quarter, and, and they're five-time defending state champions. So I was very surprised. Uh, credit to Lee. Uh, you know, credit first to the coaches and Bentonville High and everything. All we do is pontificate. All we do is guess. And and Leland is top at the guessing game. But man, what a great to go all the way down to Bryant and beat them, the five-time defending state champions. Uh, on their home field. I, I can imagine you know, Bryant butts uh, leaving uh, before the game was over, maybe. <laughs> I bet they were. So uh, we'll have Fayetteville and Bentonville in the in the state championship game on Saturday at noon in Little Rock. And uh, we, will, we will discuss this one a little bit more in detail on our next segment. Uh, let's move over down to Class uh, 6A, where Greenwood won real big over Pulaski Academy. They're going back to the rock for the, you know, what the, how many times there was this three or four they're, they're going back. To. Uh, it'd be four in a row. Yeah. And, but they've, they've not won the last two and they're going to, they're going to play little rock Christian again, the rematch, you know, they, yep. they played mm-hmm. at a uh, Smith Robinson stadium uh, in the, in the first time. And um, Leland, is it just me or does this have a similar feel to way the Pulaski Academy deal went last year? You know, they beat PA at Greenwood last year, had to face them again in Little Rock. You know, it's going to be a tough task for those Greenwood Bulldogs. Well, when I, I talked to Coach Chris Young, I stopped by Greenwood yesterday on the way to, you know, my visit, to, uh, my weekly visit, it seems like, to Mansfield. And the first thing I asked him was how he is going to manage or how he normally manages rematches in state championship games because like you said last year Pulaski Academy was a rematch you know they've been on both ends of those uh 2007 they played Little Rock Christian twice they won the state championship game after getting mercy ruled at Little Rock Christian when Michael Dyer went off for a big game mm-hmm. uh in the uh ninth week of the season and then they played Moralton one year in the state championship game after they had Mercy Rule Moralton in conference play. And Greenwood basically had to recover an onside kick late to survive and win that game. So rematches are a uh, boy, they're a they're a um a scary and, and odd thing. And uh I you know, I've always thought that the rematches favor the team that lost the first time because they can go back and look at the things they did wrong that led to that loss and correct them while the winning team just kind of looks at it and says, well, we won. However, um, I think uh, Coach Young has looked and seen some things, too, that they can correct, too. So it'll be an interesting game for sure. 
Well, we, we've always heard that that saying, it's hard to beat a team twice. And, you know, but, you know, it, well, we but it do, does happen. So we could do a whole show on the teams that uh, uh, got beaten in the regular season and come back and win the state championship. I, I think I remember Northside and Southside in the 80s. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Leland, was it Southside just beat Northside pretty badly? And then they got yeah, championship 80, games. 87 and 88. Yeah, 80, and then they got championship game, and then there's just uh, the reverse. Northside won it. Um, I mean, well, there all yeah, kind think, of think about the Bentonville Fayetteville rivalry. All those years yeah. that Bentonville would win the would win the regular season matchup and yep. win the conference, and Fayetteville would win the state title. Yeah, and, and then there well, were a couple. Two thousand and six. Look at Rogers and Southside. Yeah, it's uh, but there you know there there are examples of the other two. You know, Bentonville did it in twenty ten with Fayetteville. And twenty oh fourteen, I think. So, I mean, you know, there it goes either way. It's just yeah. it, it adds a lot of intrigue. Yeah. You know, the part two of it adds an intriguing matchup. Yep. It'll be it'll be a fun fun week down there for sure. Um, it's not another regular season matchup, but we've got Shiloh Christian and Little Rock Parkview part two. You know, they played for a state title last year, and Parkview won by a couple scores. I think yep. maybe by ten or eleven points. Boys, if there's there's one team I think that might be able to to hang with Parkview and score with them. It's Shiloh Christian, and they showed that last week by the way they rallied to come back and win at Pine Bluff. And you know, um, I at halftime of the Fayetteville game, I, I I went on to to Fearless and was checking a you know checking over some of the scores, and I'm seeing that Shiloh's down 35-19, or maybe it was even worse yeah, at that point. I'm like, yeah. oh boy. And then, sure enough, you know, you you check back in a little bit later, and there's the Shiloh Christian win. And again, a Bo Williams just going off. Bo Williams, uh, who is our uh, Northwest Arkansas Democrat that player of the week, just I mean, what incredible senior season he's had. And to go down in Pine Bluff, they're behind thirty-five seven. Uh, I worked in thirty-five nineteen. I worked in Pine Bluff. I know the old zebras and everything. They can intimidate uh, teams, especially when they get you down. But you know what? The old Saints, Bo Williams took that uh, that foot off his throat, and he said, "Not today, boys." And he just went off on them. Gained I, I five, what was it, four or five touchdowns, almost uh, two hundred plus yards, and and they came back with a win. And you know, Shiloh knows how to do that. And uh, congratulations them. And uh, we'll see what happens uh, this week. Uh, so that that is kind of a wrap on the teams that are going to be playing for a state title uh, and their results from last week. We're going to talk more about these championship games uh, in the next segment. Um, let's move on down to Class 4A where Elkins goes down to Central Arkansas Christian and just you know goes down to Mustang Mountain and just lays one on CAC. Um, and they've not played a close game all year. You know, but something tells me they're going to get one this week. Oh, Harding Academy! My goodness, I saw, I saw Harding Academy uh, against Boonville last year. I think it was last year, and not many teams going to Boonville and and, and whip them, but uh, Harding Academy whipped them on that day. There was last year. Everything. It's a, this is a different year, but uh, Harding Academy. They're going to come over here, Elkins. And my goodness, what a great year uh, they've had. I look forward. I'll be visiting with their coach uh, Zach Watson later. Uh, st- still undefeated putting up all kind of stats um, and just, you know, getting a lot of guys uh, 
even during playoffs, a lot of guys, a lot of subs are taking the field. I was over there for that first round, and you know the starters only played like half a game against Clinton. So uh, Elkins is really rolling. It's got to be one of their best. I I don't go back to the 1920s, but this has got to be <laughs> one of the best Elkins teams ever. I I, I would certainly think so. Uh, moving on down to Class 3A, uh, we we got Boonville, who went down to Camden Harmony Grove and had a great win. And then Mansfield, the Mansfield Tigers, the story well, of the year. Where did that come from? Yes. Go make the drive all the way up to Salem, Arkansas. They just got back a few minutes ago, I heard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, uh, but Mansfield, uh, you know, they um, just, you know, really special story. And, um, and Leland, I'm sure, can comment on both of these teams. But, you know, Boonville winning at Camden Harmony Grove. I mean, that's a long trip for those guys. And, and they went down there and took care of business, so they're going to play in a semifinal uh, against Glen Rose, and they're going to play it at home. And then you got Mansfield, who is going to have to travel to Prescott. So Leland, you know, you visited you know, your weekly trip to Mansfield, like you referenced yesterday. What's how are the Tigers feeling down there? Well, they're um, you know they're on cloud nine. They're confident. Uh... You know, when I got down there yesterday, they were uh, they were lifting weights. Uh, that's something that uh, you know, Coach Overton, uh, Whit Overton, was the strength and conditioning coach at Boonville for five years, and so he's big, big, big on the weight room. And he had um, you know Boonville um, two years ago. They would have won the state weightlifting meet, but they had seven guys playing baseball that day. But their numbers would have equated; they would have won that. So. And Mansfield's going to compete in the state weightlifting meet this year, he said. So, uh, you know, and that's just one of those things that kind of leads to to confidence. You know, when uh, when these guys get in the weight room and lift and feel good, then I, you know, a lot of that carries out on the onto the football field too, not just uh, physically, but I think mentally too. And you know, last week they had the big uh, defensive stand, goal yep. line stand. Well, this week they got a 22-yard interception return for a touchdown by Jeremy Strozier late in the game that kind of provided the difference in that 26-22 to 22 win at Salem. That's two undefeated outright conference champions that they've beaten in, in consecutive weeks. I mean, you know, we they got off to a great start. You know, we were talking about Mansfield. We we're kind of on the Mansfield bandwagon early. They got, you know, beat by Charleston, beat by Boonville. And they held on to the rope. I mean, they could have they could have let go of the rope and uh, after those two losses. And you know, here they are, and they're still playing, and they're going to be playing in December. That's just super for them. Yeah, and they're winning close games. That that's that's tremendous. They know they they figured out that that's one thing. Teams do get better. Hey, people, don't forget, teams do get better. What no matter what sport it is, and Mansfield certainly has. Hey, you know, in Boonville, you know they. Um, this 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 is where we all expected them to be. Now the question is, yeah. can they can they win one more to get can a chance? Can they finish to, it? Can they can they win two more to to finish this deal? And you know we'll see. It's hard to win a state championship. It's hard to get Absolutely. to the state semifinals. Absolutely. So uh, have you gotten a chance to visit with Coach Crowley yet this week at Boonville? I have not. Um, you know, of course, they went on the road last week to and won at Kameny Harmony Grove. 44 to 16, uh, you know, uh, Dax Goff had his fourth 200-yard game of the year. Uh, Ryland Ray added 128 uh, yards on the ground, and it's nice to have him back for sure. And, uh, 
you know, but now they return home, which is nice. But I tell you, Glen Rose, they haven't been tested this year. Um, they they have been putting up some big numbers, and they've got a uh, running back uh, that transferred from Malvern, who in junior high was actually the leading uh, running back ahead of Jalen Dupree. Wow! So uh, and he's and he's part of their uh, four by hundred state champion relay team. So it is going to be a tremendous challenge for the Bearcats, uh, especially defensively this week. Well, and you say Glen Rose haven't been tested. Well, they're about to be tested for sure. You know, <laughs> so uh, and I don't want to uh, leave off. Uh, you know, the Ozark Hillbillies. Uh, they they fell uh, to Warren, a really good Warren wow, team. And wow. Leland, you were there for that one. Um, but I think you kind of, you know, put it in perspective, this is an Ozark team that won 10 games, you know, nothing to be, uh, nothing to be ashamed of, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, sometimes the season ends and, and that's what happened. They lost to a better team on, on Friday night. Well, I tell you, you know, 4A, I love looking at 4A and watching 4A throughout the season and seeing how that 4A seven conference, which is alive still with, uh, um, you know, and then, then the 4A8, well, I guess Arkadelphia got beat last week. That was the 4A7's last game, but that's always one of the balanced conferences I love to look at. And then the 4A8 with Warren in it, it's a very good conference. So I love watching 4A, and anytime a team gets down and plays in the final eight in Class 4A, that's really good. But, but yeah, Warren was just – um I think Ozark was a little outmanned on Friday night because Warren's really good. I mean, obviously they're they're thirteen and zero for only the fourth time in school history, and uh, they'll be playing in the semifinals at Rivercrest for the right to go and uh, play for a state title. Hey, Leland, did you uh, see any standout at? You know, they just produce athletes down there like mosquitoes down there. But do you see any standout athletes that like going to play D1? The reason I ask is uh, a few years ago, Warren come up to uh, Prairie Grove from Prairie Grove in 4A. I, I love 4A too. And I kept he hearing about this Traylon. I said, where's this Traylon Burst kid at? I've been hearing about. And and he was only a sophomore at that time, and yet he was the biggest, the baddest stud on the field, and he was only a sophomore at that time. We know what he went on to do. So they look like they got any uh, athletes like that? Well, you know, as far as athletes, um, yes. Uh, the quarterback is a freshman, Jackson Denton, oh, who wow. is not even old enough to drive yet. <laughs> He's thrown for almost 3,000 yards. He has set all of the freshman passing records in the state this year oh, my already. God. Uh, and he's going to be very good. Now, obviously, he's kind of in the same boat with Kane Archer in that he's very good, but he's also got guys around him. The guy to watch out for that's going to be on everybody's map, in fact, he already is on most of the teams in the SEC, uh, their map, is Antonio Jordan. He's a 6'4 receiver, and he is one of those guys. He's not as big as Traylon Burks. As you know, the thing about Traylon Burks, he would have probably been the best player at about eight or nine positions in the state Absolutely. his senior year. He was just an absolute brutal um, linebacker. He could have played defensive back. Safety. He could have played quarterback, yep. running back, receiver. He could have, oh, defensive end. He would have probably been the best defensive end in the yep. state. Antonio Jordan is not as big as Traylon Burks, but I tell you, when you watch him, 
he just glides. And he caught two touchdown passes in stride. He was open by about 10 yards, and it was just um, uh, it was a pitch and catch. But he's a when you look at Antonio Jordan, he's uh, the the word that kind of comes to mind is sleek. <laughs> okay, I like sleek. <laughs> so just keep an eye on him because he's he's the next one. Okay, what well, grades he in? Uh, he is a junior. Okay, oh, wow. okay. Well, we'll. Uh, I hope that we'll be talking a little bit more about uh, that that class four A next week on the show because that'll mean that Elkins has gotten through and that we'll be able to uh, continue to to talk about this because you know you'd think Warren will have a great chance to win their game as well. So, um, all right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll we'll take a look at the at the championship games for this week and and go over those one more time. And we will be right back. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! Welcome back to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. Graham Thomas and Rick Fires here with Leland Barclay. And uh, gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna go and just take a look now at the at the games that we're gonna that we've got left this week. So starting with the state title games, Shiloh Christian and Parkview in 5A, uh, Little Rock Christian and Greenwood in 6A, and Bentonville Fayetteville in 7A. So uh, we'll just start with the the 6A game on Friday night. You know we've we've talked about earlier, but we got Little Rock Christian and Greenwood, the rematch, and um, man, like if, if you're a quarterback guy, come out to come out to War Memorial Stadium on 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 Friday night and watch these guys throw the ball around. I mean, it is, you know, these are two of the best, uh, you know, Walker White's headed to Auburn to go play for Hugh freeze. Uh, we know Kane Archer is going to end up somewhere. We don't know where yet, but, um, and you know, I, I, I'm excited. I'm gonna get to watch this game in person, uh, and, and just watch these guys go to work and, and Leland, you've already seen them do their thing before. So, yeah, you know, again, um, a rematch from only, um, you know, four weeks ago. It was the last regular season game. Greenwood won 56 to 39. Uh, but Walker White probably had his worst game of the year. He was 22 of 35 for 282 yards and a touchdown and three interceptions. Um, and he missed his, I think he was 0 for 4 starting out. Um, I don't think that's going to happen again, so I think it will be a much closer game, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what adjustments, uh, you know, Little Rock Christian makes, but I think Walker White will have a much, much better game mm -hmm. the second go-around. You know, he's thrown seven touchdown passes and their two victories over Van Buren and then that big 42-35 to win at Benton uh, on Friday night, so... 
I think it'll be a uh, I think it'll be a game that's very very worthy of uh, watching. Well, I agree on that one. And you know, playing at War Memorial is a little bit different than playing in the hostile environment at Smith Robinson. Um, although I, you know, Joe, I just like to talk about this too because I love going to War Memorial. A lot of folks don't do like too. it. I love going there. Um, I love how close you are to the action. I've been there as a, you know, as a reporter and as a fan, and and experienced it. And I and I've gotten to experience it when it was sold out, packed. I mean, and um, so I'm all for, you know, the, the Razorbacks for sure continuing to play there. I know not everybody's on board with that, but you know, that's my stance. Uh, you know what? Is it history? Is a tribute to the soldiers back in the 1940s. Uh, it's a, a war memorial, and um, I've always enjoyed it, too. I, I know some people, you know, they get caught up in, oh, you know, pertaining to Ray's Bay. Oh, the campus is up here. They got to have them all up here. You know what? Um, I'll, I'll go to war memorial at any time, high school. And, again, uh, we're going to hear probably some of the, we've heard it for years, Leland, you know, about, oh, Bentonville and Roger, uh, and Bentonville and Fable, they're right now. How come they got to play down there at War Memorial? How come they don't play right here in, in, in Razorback um, Stadium? Because, you know what, that, that's the way they've always done. Every, every team wants to, to start off going to the Rock. You got to finish at the Rock. That's where the AAA is. You know, the ministry, they like to be there. So uh, we can nip that right in the bud. It's not going to happen. They're going to go to Little Rock, War Memorial Stadium, historic stadium. I'm, I'm with Graham. I, I, I love it down there. Well, and why not give other people an opportunity to see, see Drake Lindsay, who's going to be playing college baseball or college football. football next year, and then Carter and I, who's going to be playing college baseball somewhere. And then how about C.J. Brown and Jason D. Lamar, two of the best receivers uh, in the state? I mean, this is a game that other people are wa- going to want to watch, too. I have no problem with all the games being at War Memorial Stadium. It's centrally located. Yep. It's the Little Rock's the capital of Arkansas. It's convenient for everybody to get to. And if Fayetteville and Bentonville doesn't show up and put at least fifteen or 18,000 in the stands, I think that's an embarrassment to Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, and that, that kind of leads us right into that matchup, you know, Bentonville versus Fayetteville, the sequel. And uh, that'll be at noon on Saturday. And, I, and boys, the one thing I'm just hoping for is just really nice weather. Like, you know, the, the, they've got turf, I think, at War Memorial. So that, yeah. The field's not going to be an issue. But a, a great weather, a good crowd, that, that's what I want to see. And, um, you know, this game is just uh, – I think it's going to be a, a terrific ball game. You know, the first time around, they Fayetteville, were being pretty handy, well, but it, but it was close yeah. and up until Carter and I went down with the injury, and Bentonville was just that. That was a lot to, I mean, you know, in the moment and being there, they were kind of they, they lost other guys beyond Carter and I in that game. And Jody Grant and I were talking about that yesterday. They had a corner and a safety, I believe, go out, and you know. They they had some blows, things didn't go their way. Fayetteville was at home, and Fayetteville pulled away, and 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 you know, and Bentonville was licking its wounds for a little bit. But I tell you what, that team, guys, they kind of came together. I mean, that losing Carter and I there, and and some of those guys, they had to yep. get on board next week. They had to rally together and beat Rogers at Rogers, and they did it by one touchdown. Mm-hmm. And but they did it, and then they go and 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 wallop Springdale really good, and then they crushed Bentonville West when when Nye returned mm-hmm. the next week, 
I, I think that Bentonville team has really come together. You know, the, the, the Bentonville we thought they would be, they are now. And on the other hand, I mean, it's just been a magical year for Fayetteville from the, from the very start all the way up on there. Now they're 12-0. and 0, And like I said, uh, man, they are really excelled in all three uh, phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, when I went over there uh, during, uh, for Thanksgiving, w watching them practice on Thanksgiving, they were, you know, crossing the – uh, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, working on the uh, onside kicks and all that. And so um, we've, we've said it repeatedly, uh, whatever happened before right now, this is for all the marbles. This is where if you're a, a poker player, you this is where you put all your chips out there on the table, any kind of cliche you want to use. So that's going to be a tremendous game. I'm glad you pointed out by the weather, man. I haven't looked at it, but, yeah, uh, I, I've seen them both. I remember one year when Springdale and Northside were in the state finals, and there was just sleet and ice, and that's with Gerald Williams, and and there was mistakes, and and they were they didn't get to play their best because of the the mm. conditions were so poor. And on the other hand, I remember when Harrison Alma, Frankie Vines, and Tommy Tice, and it, just, I remember looking on the sidelines, man, what a gorgeous, beautiful day. So the weather will be a factor, and I hope for. Because uh, you want to see the best, and for the players that play their best, I hope the weather is just outstanding. Uh, Saturday evening will be Shiloh Christian and Little Rock Parkview, and uh, you know that's we, we've we've said, can anyone beat Parkview? And I think the the quick answer was no, no one can beat Parkview. But uh, don't tell Shiloh Christian that you know they're going to go in there expecting to win that ball game. And they will, they will keep coming at you and coming at you and coming at you. And if they get down, they're just going to keep coming, keep coming. I think we saw that last week. And so, personally, I'm excited to see how Shiloh goes about attacking Parkview and how and how Parkview responds to it. Now, Parkview's the uh, favorite. There's no doubt about our friend down at the uh, the Little Rock um, uh, bureau, a part of our newspaper. They had him number one all year long, probably for a very good reason. But uh, I was at Shiloh Christian probably about a month ago, and I went on, and I look over there at the backside of their stadium, and all you see is banners, state championship this year, state championship that year, cha uh, eight, nine different banners. So they have their tradition. They know how to win, um, and they got Bo Williams, and their uh, first-year coach just done a tremendous job. He was an assistant. He know Barnard. He knows how to get it done. So that is another absolutely tremendous game, I think. Leland, any, any more thoughts on these championship games before we move on to the, the other two? Well, you know, yes, we've said all year, okay, nobody can beat Parkview. But if there is a team that can beat Parkview, we've said all year that it's probably Shiloh Christian. And a couple of things that kind of stands out about the Shiloh Christian team, first of all, it's the first year under Tucker Barnard. Now, he obviously hasn't had to make a lot of tweaks, but I'm sure he's made a few, and I'm sure that's going to make a difference. And the fact that Shiloh Christian is not the Rhett Lashley, Shiloh, Cream, Shiloh Christian teams of the past where all they do is throw the ball. They have a running game. Mm-hmm. And Bo Williams is very good. Now, can he play 150 snaps on on uh, you know Saturday night? Uh, you know that that's kind of a, a thing there. But I just think that Shallow Christian, especially 
the confidence from coming back on the road at Pine Bluff, which like Rick said, he lived there. He knows what it's like to play at Pine Bluff and Jordan Stadium. Yeah. So I just think this I just think this Shiloh Christian team is capable of winning on Saturday night. And you better believe they're they're gonna go into it believing they're going to win and expecting to win. And now, now I know they got a freshman quarterback and I know he's very good and it's just uh Man, he he man, he just got to take control. He doesn't have. He's got great players around him. He doesn't need to make every play. Bo Williams is going to make a lot of play if he can just keep it under control. They're un, under the the big time lights. Yeah. So uh, and then you know we have the the three other playoff games that we're going to keep an interest on semifinal games with Harding Academy at Elkins, uh, Glen Rose at Boonville, and Mansfield at Prescott. So. Uh, first Harding Academy at Elkins. You got two undefeated teams. What a showdown this is going to be! And Rick Fires, you'll be in the house. Uh, I, you know what? I, I like going over there, seeing me some Elks. It's an easy drive from Fayetteville. The fans have really uh, packed the stadium. That's a legendary stadium over there. Uh, and Harding Academy. Um, I, I know I, I've I've seen them. You know they got a university over there, and they got coaches' kids who stay there and play for the high school. So uh, Elkins knows what it's up against, but uh, they're game planning right now, and um, I'm I'm uh, assuming that's going to be a great game as well. Yep, and uh, you know Glen Rose visits Boonville. Um, you know they're as we talked about, they're going to get them a load of Dax Golf coming at them on uh, on Friday night. And we'll have Harold McIlvain will be uh, at the at the game down in Boonville, and Mansfield uh, has a real tough assignment. Leland, they've got to go to Prescott, and but you know, hey, if the last couple of weeks have taught us anything, you know they're not going to be intimidated by that, and they're going to go over there and give them a good ball game. Yeah, um, I think everybody would agree that you know at this point they're kind of playing, uh, you know, with house money. Yep. You know, they've had a fantastic season, but they're not satisfied. They were hitting the weights hard yesterday. Uh, they're going to be practicing all week. And, you know, they got a dose of what it's like to go on the road and play in a hostile environment the last two weeks and get on the bus around, you know, 11 a.m. or noon. And uh, this is actually going to be the shortest trip of the three. Now, it's also going to be the toughest opponent of the three, too. But I definitely, um, you know, would not count Mansfield out at this at this point because, first of all, they're playing very good defense, mm -hmm. which matters this time of the year, and they're very confident, which also matters. This will be their first semifinal appearance ever. That's just, you know, I, I just can't say enough. And you know, some people have mentioned to me it's the story of the year for for Class Three A, and I really can't argue with that. I mean, and look, and has anybody traveled more than? Um... Then Mansfield, I mean, going all the way up to Hoxie up in North. Sh Shiloh's East. been on the road a lot, too. You know, they went to Valley View, and they went to Pine yeah, Bluff. That's so, right. Um, but you came back to Hoxie, then you go back up to Salem. Now you turn around and go south down to the land of Curly Wolf. So I'm assuming they don't have electric vi vehicles, so they need to gas it up again and, and get that credit card going and just <laughs> go down there and play. All right. Well, we you are gonna... an interesting story about Mansfield. That game will be live streamed by Mansfield. They have not had a man a uh, live stream in the past, but two weeks ago, um, I guess their administration and uh, they kind of got together um, Friday morning of last week or the week before last, 
and they asked, hey, how can we live stream it? Because they contacted Hoxie. Hoxie was not going to live stream it. So they got together Friday morning, put everything together, traveled around to a couple of schools to pick up the other schools, to pick up the things they needed and put together a live stream for that night. And now they're going to be doing their third live stream in the playoffs. Well, and now, you know, they might want to start thinking about, you know, maybe this is something we need to be doing here. I mean, that's, I I love the live stream stuff. I think that's just really great. Just about any game you want to see is available, you know, on, on a Friday night, if you can't make it and uh, you know, for it to, to make it down to the to the smaller classifications, that's that's tremendous. So that's that's a real heartwarming story, I think. There, Leland. Um, Who they get to do it? They just grab a couple guys around town that could talk uh, a little bit. Josh Brown, their boys' basketball coach. Oh yeah, coach. okay, good. I'm and sure I, he does a good job. And I'll tell you, he's he is hilarious to listen to. Uh, I didn't know a basketball coach could get so fired up about football. Well, you know, those goal line stands they had at Hoxie, I bet he was fired up. So, um, all right, well, we're going to take one more break. And when we come back, we will go through our top five of the week. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider a newspaper subscription to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the River Valley Democrat Gazette. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners. So visit nwaonline.com slash podcast 23 to get started. You can also click the subscribe button on our websites, nwaonline.com and rivervalleydemocratgazette.com. Or call us at 479-684-5509 and be sure to say that you're a podcast listener. Now back to the show. And we're back with the Prep Rally Podcast sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. And we are going to get into our top five of the week and... Guys, since I'm the least prepared this week, I'll start us off and then let you guys uh, talk about uh, what you're going to have. But, uh, man, I'm going to start off going back to to Shiloh Christian and Bo Williams. Uh, You know, he was our player of the week for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Now, how can you not argue with that? He had 269 yards rushing and five touchdowns in their win over Pine Bluff. He caught three receptions for 34 yards, and he returned a kick 35 yards. Mm -hmm. That's a good day at the office. And – you know, Rick had a nice story in today's paper on uh, Tuesday, that is, uh, about Bo. So, you know, it kind of, you know, it starts and ends with with him there. And then I'm uh, just looking at the Saints themselves. I mean, you know, they're down 35-19 at halftime. And, man, they come out in the second half and just, you know, flip the game on its heels and, and win in a really raucous environment in Pine Bluff. And I've been there, too, Jordan Stadium a couple times. And it's it's just not an easy place to go and win, and it's not supposed to be easy. This is the playoffs. Yeah. So, exactly. um, you know, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, Elkins Elks, and um, I tell you what, Rick, uh, you know, just we've talked about you know kind of the numbers those guys have been putting up um, all year, really, but you know, here they go do it again against Central Arkansas Christian. You have Deshaun chairs, 24 rushes for 250 yards. I could do a little bit of math. That's <laughs> 10 yards of carry five touchdowns. Uh, Dizzy Dean completed 15 of 25 passes for 223 yards and two touchdowns. And then on defense, how about this? Jaquay Walden had six tackles, one tackle for loss, and three pass breakups. Good athlete. I mean, you know, so 
uh, those are three guys for uh, to round out my top five for the Elkins, Elks, and um, I'll tell you what, you know, got a tough assignment this week, but I know that they'll be ready to go come Friday night for Harding Academy. Rick? All right, I got to start off with the number. The number five, the five-time defending state champion, Bryant, is no longer. We're going to have a new state champion in Arkansas's uh, largest classification. Um, let's start. You know, Bentonville went down there and, and, and eliminated them. Carter 9, 15-27, 238. Passing four touchdown, just a, having an outstanding senior. Let's move over to Fayetteville. Uh, Graham and I were both there. We doubled it up. We're not smart enough to do it. Just one person. We got to have both of us there. They went to 12 and 0 in a really good game. 24 or 21. Uh, Conway's got a quality team, and uh, Amalo, the quarterback, man, he can sling it and he He's can pretty run. Smooth. It. He is smooth. He had left-handed quarterback. I don't follow recruiting that much. Somebody needs to jump on this kid. Uh, Nathan Couch, uh, uh special teams are always big this time of year, and he had 27-yard field goal, five and a half minutes to go. That kind of uh, uh, gave them, broke the tie, and they were able to hang on. Uh, I got to talk about the favorable defense. Isaac Pearson, I was there on the sideline, and they went after this kid. He's a senior cornerback. Uh, and he knocked away, knocked away, tackle, tackle for hardly no gain. Uh, they went after him. Uh, I, Isaiah uh, Taylor, another interception for Fayetteville in the secondary. After the Southside game, he's the one to seal the deal when he had an yep. interception right there. Um, Drake Lindsay, another productive game, 20-29, 175 passing, two touchdowns. And Christian Setzer, he's been a real key for uh, Favreau's uh, resurgence this year. Uh, uh, really great on the running game. He was 21-123 rushing, a touchdown. So uh, just these guys doing a lot of great things, putting up a lot of numbers. Well, and, you know, going back to Setzer, one thing we probably didn't mention, you know, after Conway had tied the game up at 21, the like the second or third play after Fayetteville got the ball back, he busts out a 44-yard run that set up Cockle's field goal there. He, he did. And, you know, maybe they don't win the game if he doesn't make that run. That's so, exactly right. Um, all right, Leland, top five. Well, I got to start with the Mansfield Tigers, of course. Junior quarterback and linebacker Jeremy Strozier ran for a touchdown, threw a touchdown pass, and then returned the interception 22 yards for a uh, key touchdown in the second half in Mansfield's 26-22 win at Salem on Friday night. And then, of course, the Greenwood Bulldogs, you know, won handily 56-26, to a mercy rule win over Pulaski Academy. Grant Carnes uh, caught a 12-yard touchdown pass. He also returned an onside kick 52 yards for a touchdown, one of those rare occurrences, and they had been working on this, where he got the hop, took off 52 yards, touchdown. And then, of course, Brady Mackey added a defensive touchdown with an 87-yard touchdown uh, on an interception return. So just uh, scored in all phases for uh, Greenwood on Friday night. And then Boonville fullback Rylan Ray is back. 25 carries for 128 yards and three touchdowns to kind of spur their offense. And, of course, he's, you know, he's that one part of that one-two punch that they missed for part of the season. 
Uh, but Dax Goff also had his fourth 200-yard game of the year, 209 yards and three touchdowns. And then also, let's don't forget about Boonville's defense. Hunter Warren, Connor Lentz, and Dylan Todd all had interceptions for the Bearcats on Friday night and limited Camden Harmony Grove to 180 yards of offense. And the Bearcats are now back in their 21st semifinal game on Friday night. Man, I'm really happy to hear Ryland Ray is back for them. Yeah. That's, you know, they it's kind of amazing they've been able to hold on without him. And now they get him back, you get the get the one-two punch going and you know you just you hope that that down the stretch here he can stay healthy and give him give them a chance so um man guys it's it's I'm I'm kind of sad you know it football season is going to end for you know with these state championship games for these uh, these bigger schools and I really hope we've got some more of our local teams that make it through this weekend uh, so we can have us another prep rally podcast next week and, and devote it to just those guys. You Absolutely. Know? I know we got um, some great basketball teams around here, but man, I want to, I'm not ready for basketball. I'm, I'm not ready. I want to finish let's, this off. Let's uh, let's keep this thing going here. So folks, you can listen to the prep rally podcast at nwaonline.com, or you can watch it on YouTube. You can get it quite frankly, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to our sponsor, West termite pest and lawn. Be sure and look for Prep Rally Live this week where Rick Fires will correctly predict all the, the games we're going to go after. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll get after it this week, guys. So for Rick Fires, Leland Barclay, I'm Graham Thomas. We'll see you guys next week. We love you. The preceding has been a production of Prep Rally Podcasts. Find us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. And be sure to follow our hosts on social media.